0: Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, and today I am excited to crack open why June is the month of humility. And so thank you for joining me. Delighted to have you with me. So back in 1675, Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alaco in paris le monial France, and he exposed His sacred heart to her and revealed his heart of love, particularly his love for all mankind. And that was a really big deal because back then the Jansenist heresy was going on. And the Jansenist heresy said that Jesus had died for the few and not for the many. And they even had Jansenist crucifixes where his arms were pointing straight up in the air instead of spread out wide. So indicating that he died for a select few instead of open to all mankind. And he exposed his heart to St. Margaret Mary. And you can see that image. We see that image so many places. And, um, and there's something very particular about his heart that we can see in, in the image that was, that's given in so many of the images and, so there's one thing is that, um, that he revealed his heart. He exposed his heart. And that's a beautiful thing for us to receive. Also a beautiful thing for us to imitate. So the Lord of all creation, the Alpha and the Omega, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he who is all majestic and, and yet he exposed his heart. His heart of flesh that he had, because he he took on, he humbled himself to take on our humanity, and so instead of staying um, aloof and removed, he revealed his heart. He reveals it and and offers it. I often see it in his hand and offered out to us, and we know that the Eucharist is so many of the Eucharistic miracles um, when they've tested the Eucharist um, from that miracle, from they've tested the precious body of the Lord. And it's been shown to be cardiac muscle. So it's actually his heart. And so what is that but offered to us? So revealed and then offered to us. So is that has his heart is offered to us. Then, um, like, what a great gift! There's no greater gift that we could ever be offered. And yet, not just offered to, to adore certainly to adore, but actually to receive, to take within ourselves. And so again, so we're called to reveal our hearts to His, to Him, knowing that that. He is perfectly loving and perfectly accepting and gentle and humble. And we're called to not just reveal our hearts to him, knowing that we're safe in doing that, but offering our hearts to him as well for him to receive us into himself. Again, when they've tested the Eucharistic miracles, it tests as the blood type that is universal receiver And that's kind of ironic, right? Because we're receiving the Lord and yet his blood type is universal receiver because he's called to his role is to receive our hearts into his own, into the depths of the life of the Trinity. And we see also that heart of his, we see it crowned with thorns. And, um, and that reminds us of in his, in his passion when he was crowned with thorns by the soldiers who mocked him and belittled him. And so we can know from that, like how many times we feel we might feel mocked or belittled or misunderstood or devalued and in some kind of way. And we can know that the Lord has experienced that very suffering himself. A lot of times our, our mental anguish in situations and, and um, sometimes or even for periods of our life, and yet we can know that he's experienced that as well, not just our physical sufferings, but that mental suffering as well that can can be so pervasive. And then what else do we see in the image of the Sacred Heart? But That his heart is pierced with the lance as the soldier did as he hung upon the cross. And as it's pierced, it's emptied, So he emptied himself taking on our humanity and then emptied himself completely in the final hour. We know that the sacred scripture says that blood and water flowed forth from his heart. Every last drop of what he had to give was poured out upon us. There was nothing that he withheld from us. And so we can we can witness that, the piercing of his heart, the complete emptying of his heart, and we can receive that and let it penetrate our hearts. And at, at the same time, we can take it as our model of emptying our heart out before him, emptying our hearts in, in sacrifice, um, sacrificial love to each other. And then also we see in the image of the sacred heart, we see it, um, a so often it's there's a it's like mounted with a cross. A cross is it at the top of it that's kind of like rooted, like planted in his heart. And what is the cross? It is a sign of suffering. It's a sign of torture that was transformed by his death and resurrection into a sign of victory. And so we can we can see that and honor that as we receive it and we can also enter into it knowing that when we were baptized we were baptized into his death and resurrection and that he will transform all of our sufferings into victory if we just bring them to him and and give them to him. And then one of my absolute favorite things about the image of the sacred heart is that fire there's this roaring fire and that represents his passion his passion his passionate love you know we even talk about his his suffering is and his death as his passion what is passion passion is is tremendous intense love fiery love and so we receive that we know that that passion wasn't just some abstract for our, all humanity throughout time. Yes, that, but not in an abstract way, in a very personal, individual, specific way, specifically his passion for you. And so then we receive that passion, his passionate love. We receive that into our own hearts. And then we we ask him, we offer him, the love that's within our heart and, and asking him to give us his own love with which to love him so that our love can can be fiery and consuming as his is and that's exactly where we get the word come passion it means to suffer with and so we take that we receive that him suffering with us and at the same time we take it as our model that we might when we suffer not suffer those things alone as though we were orphaned. you know, he said he would never leave us orphan. And so we receive his compassion and we ask for the grace to be able to suffer with him, his sufferings, yes, but even our own sufferings. And so when we suffer, we suffer those with the Lord know that knowing that he is suffering them with us, and then in that is, a very beautiful intimacy that comes from suffering together with the Lord, knowing that he is suffering with us and that he has taken on all of our sufferings upon himself in a very specific and in a very personal way to each one of us. So many times as a therapist, I I hear people when they're talking about anxiety and boy, this world is rampant with anxiety. Just look at, the exponential increase in the number of anxiety disorders and the amount of pharmaceuticals that are sold to combat anxiety and even things like, you know, um, alcohol, drug addiction, um, even uh, things like all the cannabis use. I mean, there's so many things that that just yell of this world is riddled with anxiety. And what I see is Anxiety comes from self-reliance, because if I'm relying on myself, I better be anxious. I can't make one hair of my head black, white, grow. I can't do anything. I can't do anything apart from the power the Lord gives me. And so if I'm relying on myself, I better be anxious, certainly, because I'm weak and I'm frail. I don't even know what's coming in the very next second. And yet, if I'm relying on the Lord, who is all good, all loving, all wise, perfectly knows me very specifically in this very moment in time, and not just at this very moment, but from the beginning of when he brought me into the being to the very end of this life and throughout all eternity, it's all present before him. And so if I'm relying on him, who's all good and all loving and all wise, completely with me and perfectly for me, for my good, then I have nothing to worry about. I have no cause for anxiety. And we know in scripture that he said, come to me, all who are labor labor and, and are looking for rest and take my yoke upon you learn from me for I am meek and humble of heart. So it's that very heart that he's exposed to us that he's saying is meek and humble, which is, which is really amazing because so many representations of his power and his majesty in that no reason to be meek and humble other than that in his goodness and his love, he chooses to be so. And we know in that littleness that that he chooses by leaving his throne in heaven and coming, taking on our humanity. And then even from our humanity, making himself even smaller down into the um, the appearance of bread and wine, as he transforms those into his own sacred body and blood. But he hides himself in that way, make himself even littler that we can take him physically into ourselves. And then his meekness, which meekness we know means strength under control. And so then he who is absolute, complete and total strength is all powerful and completely under control though. He doesn't lash out um, in in impatience or um, anger or wrath. He withholds that and um and comes to us whenever we seek him out whenever we repent whenever we turn towards him whenever we seek him no matter what we've done and no matter where we've been and no matter what's happened so his meekness and humility is that's a big thing for the lord to say to identify himself in that way and his heart which we know the the the, um symbolism of a heart is that it's the seat of decision. So he makes that conscious, intentional choice to take on littleness and to take on meekness so that we might be drawn to him, to his fiery love, to his fiery compassion for each one of us. And it was actually particularly in the month of June that the Lord asked St. Margaret Mary to have a feast celebrating um, the Sacred Heart to, ha- to have that feast. We know it's always um, it's always connected with Corpus Christi. It's always the Friday. And so particularly the month of June is the month of the Sacred Heart. And that has been so for the past three hundred and forty eight years. The month of June is the month of the Sacred Heart. The month of June is the month of humility the Sacred Heart of Jesus is meek and humble and so I just really believe you know it's um it's no secret that this month we we get bombarded with all kinds of messages about June being Pride month Pride month Pride month and I just want to us to not give up June as Christians and particularly as Catholics at the image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus who it's we know is for all of our, um, brothers and sisters, but, but that month being the month of his love, the month of his meekness, the month of his humility, we're not going to give that up. June is the month of the sacred heart. June is the month of humility. And so let's let every time we hear the word pride this month and always let's let that word be a reminder to come to Jesus, to come to Him who is meek and humble of heart. Let's let that be a reminder of how far our pride can take us from Him, no matter who we are. And let's let that be a reminder for us to to take on the um, to be encouraged, you know, courageous to take heart. Let's let's not take our own hearts because they are weak. Let's take. His heart, because it is perfectly loving and strong and wise. Let's take that because his heart is the heart that will truly give us courage. So let's take heart in the sacred heart. Let's let every time we hear the word pride, remind us of exactly where our pride leads and to take on his humility Thank him for for his meekness and for his humility, for giving us the example of littleness and that we don't have to rely on ourselves, that there's no need for that. There's no wisdom in that and there's no peace or freedom in that. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto yours. If you're looking to be connected to Sacred Heart Healing Ministries for human and spiritual integration workshops or um, for books, please visit the website sacredhearthealingministries.com. Father David Tickerhoof, um, who typically joins me as my co-host, he has a book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture. Um, that's available on Amazon. and it, it, actually I want to plug it a little more than I usually do when Father David is with me. That book is really amazing. He does a really good job unfolding the notion of atonement, which we know is being at one with the Lord who is at one with us, particularly in our sufferings, just like we've been talking about in this podcast. So I just really encourage you to check that out. Um uh, my my books are also available on Amazon. More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and Fearless, Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. That book in particular will help you tap into some of those um, notions about the Lord and who he is, particularly for us and his relationship to you, and help you receive those more more completely in your mind, and not just in your mind, though, but into your heart and into your life. So know that we can Continue to pray for you. Thank you for joining us. May the Lord give you peace.